It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, before we begin with the traditional 10-bell salute for our fallen colleagues, I want to take a moment and mention Brian Lawler had a problem with alcohol. He had a problem with depression. If you are experiencing a problem with alcohol abuse, please, anytime, call the Al-Anon hotline. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 800-344-2666. That's 800-344-2666. And if you feel depressed and hopeless, talk to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. Folks, if you feel like you need help with any problem, please don't hesitate. Make a call. You don't want to be the next statistic. Thank you. All right, I'd like to welcome everyone into the ER on this sad, uh, kind of depressing little night that we're going to have to start things off with on a sad note. We lost uh, four wrestling personalities over the weekend. Yes, we did, unfortunately. Um, Nikolai Volkov of a heart attack. Brian Lawler. After the plug was pulled on him, after he was in critical condition, after attempting to hang himself. Brickhouse Brown, uh, don't know the exact cause of death, but know that he had cancer. cancer. Yeah. Um, and then Terry Cadell. Tracy um, Cadell. Tracy Cadell. Uh, yeah. We don't know what happened with that either. Yeah, I think. There was, it was just a, it was a uh, age disease thing. Um, and for those who don't recognize the name Tracy Cadell, he was one of the founding fathers of Omega Wrestling, which oh, is, of course, the place where Matt and Jeff Hardy 
and Shane Hurricane Helms got their careers launched. He is also the father of current Impact Wrestling star Trevor Lee. And he, yes. was a, he was a wrestler himself in the North Carolina area for many, many years. Yep. So four so. in one weekend. I think this is the worst weekend that we've had uh, today. Oh, yeah. I can't even tell you. Oh, yeah. I, guys, I mean, I, even tell I you. told you, Katie, um, I didn't tell Sean yet, but uh, <clears throat> I spent probably most of Sunday – on the phone um, between calls with uh, two of our good friends, Del Wilkes and Bill After, and I know that. I know that. Yeah, like I say, I told you, Sean. Sean hadn't heard that yet, but uh, I mean, you know, it was that was that was seriously that was that was a rough that was a rough go. We all of us really had some rough times when we we're you know discussing things between each other and that and it just you know it 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 got it got to it got to all of us. It got to all of us. I mean, you know four in the course of twenty four hours guys, that just that, that just that just totally sucks. That just totally sucks. No. But um so, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, each one of them. We'll start with Brickhouse Brown. Brickhouse was a uh, character in the 80s and 90s. Maybe even before then, uh, Steve, you could tell. Right, right. Well, primarily a lot of a lot of people might know him um because of his uh, partnership with uh, Iceman King Parsons in the uh, old uh, world-class territory in Dallas. He was a yeah. very big star down in, that, down in that area. Very, very popular at the time. Yes. He was a uh, USWA television champion and USWA <clears throat> world tag team champion as well. Um, trained by Eddie Graham and Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. So, no. and he was only 57. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, uh, That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So, gentlemen, that's one of those points when you get into our age bracket, and I'm including myself in that. Oh, please get checked. Please get checked. Even if you don't think there's anything wrong, oh, you never know. You never know. Something might be lurking and you just don't realize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about um, and Nikolai of course, Volkov Nicol- next. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh. I'm ready for that. Oak yeah. was around for a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> made his debut in 1967, trained by Stu Hart and Newton oh, wow. Tire. Oh God, Tatry. There you okay. go. So, so he was. So he was, was one of the graduates of the dungeon. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. Let me tell you, I think that's starting to make a lot of sense. And not only that, he was uh, tag partners with with one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the Iron Sheik. My dear uh, friend, uh, my dear friend Sheiky. Those, those two, those two. I'll tell you what. I mean. You know, you talk you talk about a pair that could get heat. Oh, I mean Nikolai. All they had to do was step in the ring. All they had to do was right, step in the exactly. ring. Exactly. They stepped in the oh. ring, waving their flags, and man, the fans were ready to just you know Pure hate. burn the building down. Volkov for Vince McMahon Senior. Uh, wrestling yeah. as Beepo Mongo. Right, right, right of the Mongols. Managed by yes. Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, it was uh, Beepo and uh, Gito Mongo. Mongo. Yep. Uh, yeah, before before they uh before he got the uh Russian persona and um although he although he is actually legitimately Eastern uh European. Right. Um, well, very. Uh, he did challenge Brunar Sam Martino at one point for the championship and Bob Backlund. Mm-hmm. So then he had a run with AWA from uh, 72 to 84. Yeah. Yep. Wrestled for Bill Watts Mid-South region. He returned to the WWF in 1984 to 1987. 87 to 90, 90 to 93, he was there, 94 to 95, and 95 is when he would leave the WWE. Yep. But I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, that, those those times, and like I say, especially uh, him and him and Sheiky were just uh, amazing, fire. amazing. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, you That's know, one of, one of my favorite tag teams of all time was them, and it and yeah, just had nothing to do with controversy or anything. Just, just pure talent. And I mean, well, <laughs> we all hated when Nikolai Volkov would sing. Okay, oh my whether God, it yes. was on whether whether it was in the ring or on record. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A lot of people. A lot of people may not remember, but uh, Nikolai was on the uh, very first uh, wrestling album that uh, that uh, the then WWF put out back in the day. Uh, And then, obviously, Brian Christopher Lawler debuted in the '88. He would obviously work for his dad, trained by his dad in the USWA. Um, he would start there in 88 and work there till 97. And in 97, he would be picked up by WWF. He would yeah. work for World Wrestling All-Stars 
Uh, the, anybody remember those couple pay-per-views they had? Um, oh. Now, that's been so long back, Sean. I mean, seriously. Um, well, these were some pay-per-views that were held out of Las Vegas in 2002, and he would uh, wrestle them. Um, he wrestled the WWA Heavyweight Championship for the title, but lost. Uh, Nathan Jones and Scott Steiner also worked there. This was okay. before TNA opened. Uh, TNA would open in 2002. He would have some tenure there. He would return in 2004 to uh, WWE. Um, everybody remembers that episode of Raw in 2011 where Lawler returned as a heel um, and had a segment with his dad. Um, we'll never forget that. And then his last in-ring appearance was uh, on Old School Raw with Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati uh, against 3MB. Mm-hmm. And then he would be uh, mystery opponents of the Ascension in 2014 and NXT arrival. Uh, and they lost to the Ascension. So, um, obviously that, wow, I didn't know that. That must have got just put in. We'll go over that in a minute. Um, he was a powerhouse championship wrestling light heavyweight champion. I don't know if this is a powerhouse up here, but it very well could be. Um, would not surprise me one bit. So, um, I always liked Brian Lawler. I, I liked him as uh, too sexy Brian Lawler in his early WWF days as a jobber, and I liked him as Grandmaster Sexy. Too cool yeah. was uh, something way ahead of its time. Definitely something different. Um, And especially once they uh, added Rikishi into the mix. Oh, that was just great. That that post-match dance routine that the three of them did was just always so much fun to watch. Right. All right. Uh... I can't find much on Terry Cadell, so I'm going to let Steve kind of talk about him, and then we'll go to our audience. Well, we'll open up. Like, like I say, he like I say he was, um, you know, although although he did wrestle uh, throughout North Carolina area, um, he was never he was never somebody that was a big star in that. Um, but uh, he was more known, like I say, he was one of the. He was one of the co-founders of the Omega promotion, which, you know, of course, um, in fact, still uh, run runs to this day in North Carolina. And as I say, it uh, launched the careers of uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy and and Shane Helms. So, you know, I mean, he created some major stars, and of course, as I say. As the father of Trevor Lee, who um, a lot of people know from uh, being 
of course, uh, you know, Caveman Trevor Lee from uh, Impact Wrestling. And right. So he, you know, I mean, so there's, so there's definitely, you know, star quality within that bloodline. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to go to our listeners. Uh, we'll go to Johnny G first, and then Billy Boy on their thoughts of all of this, and uh, we'll get to SmackDown and Raw later. Okay, guys. I mean, I was having a great vacation when I was away, but once I was leaving, out of nowhere, I saw Facebook get blown up out of all this. And all out of nowhere, I saw Nikolai Volk. I knew that the time was coming up once I heard the health conditions about him, and I'm a little bit worried now that we're going to be getting Howard Finkel probably next, and I'm hoping not, after what we heard about his health. And Nikolai Volkov was a one that came out of nowhere. But Grandmaster Sexy, I... I wasn't too shocked about him because after all the conditions he's had and all, everything by putting in jail and everything, and that's what I heard earlier today on another show I listened to, it was just because of his dad not wanting to charge the $400 million, whatever it was, to get him out. And that's what he wanted to put himself through. And, like, everything that I know about Grandmaster Sexy, like like I've said, he's just been through hell ever since he left the WWE by all the drugs and everything. So not so shocked about him, but Nikolai Volkov, I was pretty sad about his passing. And Brickhouse Brown, we knew he was in bad health too. We knew uh, that that kickout yeah. wouldn't last forever. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we knew we knew that from when uh, Brian Blair uh, was on, and he had and he had mentioned that uh, they were taking care of his membership and getting him out to uh, Cauliflower Alley this year. So at least he was able to go ahead and attend Cauliflower Alley before he passed away. So Right. Know. All right, Johnny G, we'll get back to you in just a little while. We're going to let the show continue. Um, we'll go to Billy now. In all honesty, <clears throat> it was quite a rattling shock to learn about Nikolai Volkov. In terms of our wrestling legends, death has been working overtime. I mean, mm-hmm. wrestlers, celebrities, musicians, actors, everything. Death, 2018 is, uh, I hate to say this, but has been the year of some of the most fucked up deaths that we could ever imagine uh, so far. And it's not over yet, and I'm not going to jinx anybody, but there's, there's some people that I don't believe will be around when 2019 comes around. I'm not going to name names, but it's unfortunate, but that's the way I see things. Um, and Johnny G is right. With Howard Finkel's condition, it's not right. looking very good that the Fink is going to be around another 10, 20 years. Um, it look, looks like 2018 is joining in as the fourth sister year of death. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's just yeah, you know, I mean it's it's unreal, and especially the you know, like I say, I mean four in oh, not quite a twenty-four hour period. Just you know, uh, that 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 really hit me. That really hit me. Um, Fink is sixty-eight. I did not realize he was that old. He started in nineteen seventy-five. Mm. And has been with WWE since 1977. Wow. 
Um, wow. Yeah, that's uh, it'd be horrible to lose him before I could meet him, because he'd be cool to meet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So All right, Billy. Him. Thank you much. We'll get back to you, sir. Of course. Yep. So. All right, Katie, go ahead. Well, like like I was saying, um, I really, really love to hate Nikolai Volkov. Cheeky too, but I loved his bald head so, and his curly toed shoes, so it kind of made up for it. But Volkov, when he would sing, I would mute the television. Because <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't do it You know I just couldn't do it But I did enjoy him in the ring I cannot say that I did not Because I did He was incredible in the ring He was a big big man And just to know that he trained with Stu That makes a lot of sense It explains a lot of his moves It explains a lot of his submission moves as well It also explains his finisher And the way he pins So was that yep. all explained? I'm going to miss you, big man. I really, really am. Uh, Brian yeah. Christopher didn't really enjoy his gimmick, I'll be honest. I felt he was riding on his, on his dad's coattails and not very well. So, yeah, um, I can't say that I'm not surprised by his death. I can't say that I am surprised by his death, but, I, but it just came out of nowhere. It was just like, why? Why? I don't understand. Maybe I'm not meant to understand. And those are my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Well, my thoughts are this: I I was a big fan of Grandmaster Sexy. I was a fan of Nikolai Volkov. Uh, I had seen some of Brickhouse Brown's work to be able to appreciate it, and uh, you know Terry Cadell with what he did with Omega. I've seen a lot of that stuff over the years. So, um, kind of big loss to the industry. Um, and mm-hmm. we've let Steve Kane share his thoughts. So, with that being right. said. I'd like to welcome everyone officially into the ER. This is Tuesday Night Turmoil. Turmoil right here on the Evolution Radio Network with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. 
and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil. Welcome into the ER. It is Rampage Rants. It is Tuesday Night Turmoil. I am Sadistic Sean David, and we've got uh, somebody back with us a little bit early here tonight. Yay! <laughs> yep. Yeah. I should. I should. Mm-hmm. I should play. I should play that. I should play. I'm back because it does fit. Yes, I am. I am here. The Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. I have returned. Yay! Um, and we have the reason why. Why? That would be Come on, Q. You, 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 you know That's your own tagline, Katie. What the heck? I'm, I, I'm lost. What do you want from me? It's been a while. The reason why. Why? I don't know. Because he missed me. These shows will never be the same without my show hubby. Oh, never be the same. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you're you too. the reason why. Okay, what did we stop? I'm lost. I have no brain today. She's the reason why, <laughs> why these shows will never, never be a bag, be a bag of dicks. Oh, the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks. See, they didn't do it right. They didn't tell me to introduce myself. I'm like, okay, you know your line. What a fucking line. Yeah, the reason the show will never be a bag of dicks. It can never be a bag of dicks and will never be a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Well, we're going to start things off tonight. Uh, we started things off already, but I want to start things off with a video that uh, I shared with Katie and Steve, and this is where we're going to start oh, tonight. If you God. have not seen it, Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Uh, here we go. course of the weekend besides the wrestler's deaths is probably one of the most horrific acts I have ever seen take place 
around a wrestling ring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to put it to put it simply, it was legitimately pure out assault and battery. Yes. And Katie's seen the video, and Steve's seen the video, and they huh? were dra- he was dragging around this poor he was dragging around this poor woman like a rag doll. Yeah, a female valet who apparently is not actually trained as a wrestler. Dragging her around by the hair, slaps her, hits her flush in the back of the head with a steel chair, which apparently did legitimately knock her out. She hit face first into the concrete. Yeah, concrete, um, in this area no where the where this ring where this you know, where this wrestling card I guess was going on. In fact, uh, um, there's in fact uh, there are some pictures that uh, came out uh, of her from the next day in the hospital, and uh, the um, left side of her face is just all bruised up. I mean, she looks absolutely horrible. Yeah. And the thing and the thing is this, guys, and here's here's what here's what gets me. There apparently were workers in the crowd. I found this Nobody out because I had a little bit of a conversation with with one of them on the on the very thread that uh mm-hmm. Sean found this down and uh pointed to me at. Now, and it's like you know, why didn't you why didn't you step in and stop any of this? Oh, and his excuse was, well, oh, looked like they were working. I left before the before the chair thing happened. You didn't need huh. the chair thing to happen. It shouldn't have happened. Oh, you should have you should have stepped in as a professional and stopped this guy before it ever got that stinking far. Absolutely. And, you know, this is, if this is the kind of shit that we're dealing with in 2018 where wrestlers just want to go out and kill each other, I mean I, well, I, I don't understand. Or, you know, or, or take I'm or take it. somebody that's not completely trained and right. smack them around like that, namely a woman. Uh, I I overheard once uh, somebody wanting to go through a table that was a rookie, and I was like, "You are not going through a table. Why can't I go through a table? You're not trained." I said you're not yeah. going through a damn table. I mean, yeah. my God, it was bad enough that I let you guys go through the table at Wrestle Wars one. Yeah, yeah. I don't like tables. They're they're unreliable. They're unpredictable. I have seen you know a three hundred and fifty pound guy come off the top rope onto a table and the table not even budge. Right. Uh, you know I no. Eh. no. <laughs> I've seen a guy get tossed from over the top rope onto a table and the table not budge. You know, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't, yeah. no, I ain't doing any yeah. of that. It was 10 years 
I was in the business 10 years before I was ever put through a table. And it was by, God rest their souls, public enemy. So when I went through a table, I went through a table that with professional guys that knew what the heck they were doing when it came to putting somebody through a table. Right. And even then... The table that the table that uh, they put me through exploded in a way that, uh, as Rocco uh, said afterwards, they had never had a table explode like that one did. And I wound up. I had a nice little goose egg, a little bit of a, a little bit of a scrape, which I actually, I'll admit it. I uh, kind of you know, as I'm laying down there and I see and I see the red on my wristband. I'm squeezing my forehead. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get a little bit of a crimson mask going because I wanted to get that much of an effect out of it. And this was back in the days when we had regulation here in the state of Illinois. And so I'm selling it. I've got the paramedic and um, Nick Hedford. Uh, they each have one arm draped over their shoulders, and I'm. Just kind of, I'm I'm letting myself drag to pull back, and the paramedic is talking to me the entire time, going, "Did you lose consciousness at all? Yes. Do you have a headache? Oh, all this type of stuff." I'm like, "No, no, no. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just selling it. Just you know, just go with the flow." And that, and so I mean, there. So after they get, they make me sit down. They make me put an ice pack on my on my head. They make me, you know, they, they have uh, um, Kevin Stebbins, who was our photographer, get me some Gatorade. Um, I had all the, I had all the boys, you know, I mean, and we're talking the, the, oh, I mean, well, I mean, when I, and when I talk about the boys, I'm talking Barbarian, King Kong, Bundy, Tatanka, every one of them are coming over, checking, you all right, brother? You all right, brother? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, man. <laughs> I'm I'm great, Al. But you just you know, but you have to know what you're doing before you allow yourself to do that. Right on either end of it. Well, that's amen to that. I've I've never been put through a table. I was put through a TV stand. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Ouch. Well. Well, I I Not went one through of the thick ones. Anybody right. remember no, I, the little the, the the thin TV stands that they used to make? They were only about uh-huh. an eight inch, inch thick, and those that son of a bitch broke on cue. He picked me up and choke slammed me through that, and the damn thing exploded into a thousand pieces. I was like, "Well, I need to do another one of those spots." That was cool, and it didn't hurt yeah. me and none. He's like, "Aren't you well, going to get splinters time... in your back?" No. Yeah. Well, the first time I actually ever ever had done it uh, was uh, on my old uh, TV talk show. Um, I had one of the guys put me through, and this was just like a little, you know, a coffee table that we had brought uh, for the set that day. And I actually, what I did just just to make sure of it, I I actually patted myself for that for that episode. I had. Uh, I had I had uh, double wrapped a nice thick towel and uh, and taped it and taped it around my around my chest that 
before I put before I put my suit on. Well, I didn't need it, but you know, I was I was you know not taking any chances. <laughs> right. I was I was protecting myself at all costs, but uh, but the uh, legit table with Public Enemy um, wasn't even actually a planned spot. I was hoping it would happen, and we you know kind of talked about it, but it just you know would <coughs> excuse me it just it just came about in the flow of the of the show that night, and you know huge pop. It was a huge pop. Well, we need to tell somebody off at this point. Uh, Sabu is already making jokes about Brian Christopher Lawler's death. This is what I have oh, to say geez. to that, Sabu. You need to shut the fuck up. Where is he posting yep. this on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, the whole thing. All right. Brian well, Christopher's let get... dead. Let's have a party. All right, let me let me find let me find him on Twitter because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a little what for then let's <laughs> let's see here because because he actually he actually follows me on Twitter so let me <laughs> let me see if I can. Let me see if I can if I can find him. Um, it's disgusting. It's vile. It's uncalled for. Um, I don't agree with it, and I think it's yeah, way we'll too be, early to be making light of that. Well, you 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 shouldn't at all. Nope. Let alone way too early. Um. So let's. So let's see here. Okay. Well, we got some boys oh, coming. Oh man, somebody, somebody, somebody shot at him on that. Um, thing after after, after uh, on Twitter when it comes when it comes up after his name, it says you're as awful of person as you as you are a wrestler. <laughs> Yep. Uh, uh-huh. that? Oh yeah, Steve's reading through it. So. Shit. Oh it's, God. Uh, I mean, I mean, he sits there. Yeah, he says, yeah. What? Six hours ago, he posts. Yeah, I going to kill myself. Oh Lord. Fucking really, dude. Like this is why I won't. I I won't take a chance. It's it's not worth it. It would never be worth it. Not only that, the horror stories I've heard of, of him in hotel rooms. No, thank you. Yeah, oh. which we had. Which of course we had that story on the uh, on the show here. Right. So. And that wasn't the only hotel that I heard he did damage to. So. Yeah, it was funny. He was going to come in for Big Daddy, and I told Big Daddy, I said, unless you want a huge hotel bill, 
you know, I, I would avoid that motherfucker at all costs because uh, this was years ago, but Big Daddy needed somebody, and Grunge is like, yeah, let's put Sabu. Uh, no. Yeah. Not unless yeah. you want a big well, hotel. Apparently, well, apparently he's uh, – oh, appar- and apparently he's also picking a fight with New Jack. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, he said because, – because there are people saying, um, you know, I really hope New Jack responds to this. I'd love to see you try to slap New Jack. Bro, if you do, please don't call the cops after he stabs you, like, for real. <laughs> so. Shit's getting deep. All right. Well, we got some boys coming with us in just a couple weeks. We're going to talk all about it in just a second. a couple weeks these boys are i tell you i think they're gonna smoke katie and i under the table i don't think so uh, I, I don't know katie uh-uh. they are Dude, the cheech and chong they are the cheech and chong of professional wrestling that's nice they've never smoked with me they are rick scott and scott rick the stoner brothers from sorry Hood i Slam smoke, wrestling out in the bay area I smoke and, guys three uh, times my size under the table, and they pass out, so they can't. And um, I smoke and, and first, and table. and I do want to, and I do want to go ahead and say this because uh, we definitely owe them a, a big um, thank you because uh, normally on Wednesday nights they train students. They are giving up training their students next Wednesday night to join us live. So. Oh, we want to make sure that we get in this. Hey, guys. All right. I'm reading this. It's not. It was not just Terry that uh, shot. Okay. New Jack did too. Okay. Oh, good God. Um, so, oh, so what? So, um, so yeah. So uh, Sunday night, um, Terry goes. Sweet. I am safe. Wrestlers usually die in three. Um. And then early uh, Monday morning, New Jack posts, and I, you know, I will not uh, use the actual words, but you know how I 
will do. But uh, F. Brian Christopher, F. Jerry Lawler, and everyone, F. Every one of you two fans who like those two sea suckers, I don't give a f about none of you mother effers. Motherfucker. Wow. And wow. then somebody, and then somebody um, posts, uh, you know, to him to Terry says. Couldn't say R.I.P. or pass on your condolences, but instead make a stupid joke that isn't even funny. Dot 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 class act and Help. Terry replies, R.T. on and F two two and N word L O L B and then uh and then New Jack says, Now I have peed off some of you apps because I mentioned Jerry Lawler. I have been called a lot of names, but I have never been called a child molester Jerry Lawler. Oh, um, they pulled that card, did he? And then here's a, then a couple more um, from New Jack. Sabu, we dodged the bullet again. Um, oh. and I'm no use for oh, that, man. Um, don't. And, so, and some idiot posts this. <laughs> D, he hung himself in a jail cell. Now, even you have to admit that's hashtag hardcore. And Terry says, he did? Well, he still treated me bad back in the day. That don't make him a saint. It doesn't mean that you have to be like that either. No. He's, I mean. He's, he's, paid, he's paid his price to you, and he's paid the ultimate price. Let the man, you know, the man yeah, pass on. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I I I just I I can't imagine. Like I said to Bill, I can't I can't imagine what Jerry was going through. In fact, actually, the in fact here's the here's the real bad thing about it, guys. Um, for all intents and purposes, Brian was Brian was already dead. What they did was they got him to the hospital. They put him on the machines. They kept him breathing. Long enough so that Jerry, who was out of town um, on a date, on a, on a wrestling date, could get could get back home, get to the hospital, and kiss him goodbye before they pulled the plug. Now the funeral is this Friday, and um, uh, Jerry is supposed to be um, in an event uh, this Sunday afternoon in Tennessee. Where he's supposed to be uh, wrestling against James Ellsworth, um, so I I have I I went to the page of the promotion that uh, he's that this, that this is supposed to be working for. They don't have anything up yet saying that uh, he's not coming, um, but I would not be surprised if obviously he didn't. And I would hope that obviously that I would hope that the fans would respect if he, you know, doesn't show up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know if it was if it was me, yeah, there's there's no way that um, I would be. Oh, I'd be I'd be showing up, especially. Two days after, after I bury my son. 
Mm-mm. Well, I think it's I, for Burt Prentice. I think Burt Prentice is running that event. It's yeah, it's, yeah, USA Championship Wrestling. Which yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think that is Burt's promotion. So I don't think Lawler will let Burt down. Um, it's not like Lawler to do that, even under these yeah, circumstances. Um, I think he'll be there. I'm sure, but I'm. But if I know, I know Bert, and if you know, and I bet you, I bet you, Bert will sit there and say, Jerry, don't, don't bother. We'll take care. You know, we'll take care of it. You just, you know, be home and and mourn. You know, um, we're going to go into our other breaking news right now. All right. Uh, there are leaked images of the WWE production crew working on the Royal Rumble setup. Remember Royal the Royal Rumble? Rumble? Yes. Royal Rumble? Royal the Rumble. Royal Rumble will be held Sunday, January 27th in a stadium that can hold 45,000 people. It means that WWE is planning a fancy entrance stage and ring setup. Oh, shit. Oh. Um, there will be a canopy ring, much like they had at outdoor WrestleMania events and the recent Greatest Royal Rumble. Okay. So it's going to be a different setup, but you have to remember that this is going to be one of the bigger Royal Rumbles that they've ever done. It's going to be in a venue they can seat 45,000 people in Phoenix, Texas. Okay. Huh. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's it's. I'm you know I don't know how much they drew with the greatest Royal Rumble, but this is going to be the biggest Royal Rumble ever to date, at least in terms of attendance in the United States. Uh-huh. Um, because I believe they will sell it out. I honestly do. As long as they keep the momentum going and make the Royal Rumble something special like they always do. And for the love of God, don't have Roman Reigns fucking win the 2019 Royal Rumble. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I I'm, will lose my shit. You don't even know. I'm, I'm live on air. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, still, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still not pleased mm-hmm. over the fact that uh, it's going to be Reigns versus Lesnar Match number 237 at SummerSlam. Yeah, number 237 and two-thirds or some shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Quit, quit shoving Roman Reigns up my ass. I'm done. I'm over him. I'm, it's, it's, please. <clears throat> I don't care whose family he's from. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm done. Fuck yeah. off. Joey yep. Mercury has signed with Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. Wow, huh? That's huge. Yeah. Yep. Nobody saw that one coming. No. Not, Not at, at all. all. And um, 
and a cup and uh, some big signings for uh, Impact. Um, long-term uh, deals were signed by uh, not only uh, Tessa Blanchard, but uh, Rich Swan uh-huh. and and Abyss signed another continued long-term deal, which uh, has him as talent and as a uh, producer slash agent. Wow. And there's That's a great huge. article uh, from a, from uh, one of the podcasts on Wrestling News Source where he talks about where he primarily works as far as the uh, in-ring uh, action goes and uh, – working out any of the uh, fights that uh, would happen during an interview segment. Uh, The promo um, work is uh, handled by um, old friend of uh, Sean's and mine, Jimmy Jacobs. Right. Which, as Abyss says, he is an absolute master at that. Well, and it's good for Abyss to be in that kind of power with TNA because – Look at how long he's been there. He's never left. Right. Not exactly. Once. Not once. Exactly. Nope. He's um, he's been he's been there since day one. He's one of stalwarts. He he came along with AJ um, when uh, when TNA was created. He came out of the uh, ashes of uh, NWA Wildside. Right. Where he was where he was known as. Uh, Prince Justice. In fact, it's kind of funny because when I was working with him in uh, Indiana, even though you know he'd already started doing the Abyss character, and that uh, everybody in the locker room always called, still called him Justice. And yeah, you know, that that yeah, you know, that's that's what that's what that's what we all can all considered him under, and that, and he's you know he's a heck of a nice guy. Oh, I, I always love. I always loved working with him, and that because he was real. He was real easy, you know. Um, the you know, I mean, the bumps that he'd give me, light as a feather. So. Yep. Oh. So, All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to go ahead and go in, go into this uh, thing that I uh, passed along to you guys. Save, uh, save that because we're going to take our song break. I'll go oh, ahead and take that okay. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We are heading towards the top of the hour. My gosh. Boy, where is uh, this first hour gone, guys? Holy cow! Uh-huh. I just, right. you know, I just, I just come, I just come back and. After after a week off, and boy, it seems like boom, 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 everything is just flying. <laughs> we'll be right back in about four to five minutes. You are live inside the ER, and you're listening to Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil, a 2018 Rampage production. We'll be right back.
And welcome back, folks. That was Crankshift Saint-Stomatic. You're back in the ER with Rampage Rants. Tuesday night turmoil. And now it's time for our hot topic of the night. Sean yes. Thin. Yes, it is. Steve has been wanting to get on to this. And we've got a good friend. Uh, I'm going to read this little synopsis, and then I'm going to let Steve Kane take it away. Uh, Gary Michael Capetta, the world's most dangerous announcer, uh, was at a WWE house show uh, over the weekend, and he's got a very interesting investigation of it. So, right. with that, I'm going to let Steve Kane kind of take it away, and I will divulge from there. Right. Well, I found this, um, of course, uh, you know, a lot of you know I have been spending a lot more of my time lately on uh, Instagram. So uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, at uh, Dean of Referees. Oh, please, uh, you know, follow me. I post a lot of different stuff. It's uh, not always all wrestling related, but it's, you know, I post I post a lot of, I post a lot of fun pictures. Sometimes I'll actually go on live, and that, and I'll uh, and I'll talk to and I'll talk to you fans. You know, um, so but anyway, <clears throat> this, Gary posted Gary posted this up um, uh, back uh, back on uh, um, Sunday, and uh, he had been at. Uh, Saturday night's uh, WWE house show in Wildwood, New Jersey. And so um, he put this on his uh, Facebook uh, fan page, uh, GMC for, for Real, GMC, the number four, Real, if you want to uh, follow him on there. Uh, and uh, he posts up observations from a WWE live event that I went to yesterday. And this is some really really interesting observations from somebody who of course you know has been on you know the inside of the business for years and knows how things should work absolutely um number one if a wrestler wears face paint on tv he should do so at a live event not sure who that one's referring to but but um Whoever that oh, was, yeah, take a hint. Number two, Nakamura, file entrance music video. Again, duplicate what's on the arenas. They didn't. They didn't have Nakamura's standard entrance music, and that they played something Indeed. else. That's kind of odd. Oh, and then number three, first match U.S. title bout sends the message it's not important. And of course, who was the current United States champion? Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, four, fan favorites cater to ringside fans with selfies and autographs before and after matches. A dedicated push to connect with the fans. Number five, no holds in a match. Not one. Killings versus Benjamin's Benjamin matches first contact was the final pin. That's odd. That is odd. A little bit, a little bit. Number six. <clears throat> number six. 
most over and most over and most effective male wrestler was Rusev. Shoot. Number seven, Carmella is not a talented technical wrestler, but as an as an annoyingly effective heel, she is very good. Keep screaming, Carmella. So, Katie. There you go. Gary, 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 Gary likes her. Gary likes her. Number eight, estimated 60% filled in the 7,000 capacity arena at the Jersey Shore at the height of the summer vacation season. So I think I he's kind of knocking show. the fact that that wasn't, you know, promoted as well as it could have been. Number nine, the ring announcer was a SmackDown commentator. The MC shouldn't dwarf the wrestlers. He did. Wow. Ten. Damn. Yeah. Well, just wait here. Just wait till you hear this. Till you hear number ten. Take away the production, and this show equaled a good indie event. Evaluating Ooh. just the wrestling, I've seen Betty in better indie efforts. Uh-oh. Yeah. 11. Eliminate kicks and maybe wrestlers will start using wrestling holds. 12. The Samoa Joe versus Styles main event reminded me of my mid-2000s ROH days but with less heart. Wow. Overall, the show pleased WWE fans which is a very tolerant group that seems easy to please. Play the music, hug a few fans on the way to the ring, climb the turnbuckles, throw them your shirt or bandana, and they're happy. Wow. Somebody somebody get a blanket or an extinguisher because Gary Michael Capetta just burned WWE second and third degree burns right there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and he and he posted a little message um, to me on this, uh, and uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll make and we'll make this advance announcement now. Um, uh, when he comes through with his uh, um, latest Beyond Body Slams tour, um, when he when he uh, gets ready to uh, um, do his uh, Chicago. Uh, date in September um, he will come on the show yay sometime so sometime in uh, so sometime in September ladies and gentlemen we will be joined once again by Gary Michael Capetta so right on get get ready get ready for that one I'll enjoy that he was he was he was Fantastic the last time out, and of course I actually got to um, got to see that see that show, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I definitely can't wait to uh, to get back there. Absolutely, and uh, you know it's definitely going to be. Uh, Great night for all in. There's been more matches signed. 
Um, if you're following all in, you, if you're not following all in, you need to be, cause this is going to be a card right. and a half. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, we definitely, we definitely need to, uh, mention something about, about that. Um, and it's not something to, uh, do with the, uh, actual, of actual event itself. Um, <laughs> but, um, what happened was that, um, Cody had gotten a Cody had gotten a message on Facebook, or rather on Twitter, from a guy who had had a ticket to go. But it looked like he was now not going to be able to make it because he couldn't afford to do his uh, his travel. And Cody says, "Oh." So Cody gets back to him. What do you know? Oh, what what's it what's it need and what's your PayPal? So so the guy uh, PM that information to Cody, and apparently um, Cody and the Bucks put the money together so that this guy's transportation and uh, hotel expenses were covered so that he could be it all, be it all in. He wants uh, they, they want to make sure that this is definitely a a fans event. Absolutely. So, kudos kudos to kudos to Cody and the and the Bucks for you know, for stepping up like this for, for for a fan. You know, I mean bravo. Bravo. That's just that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. You know. So, um Oh where my gosh! You're not here? gonna believe this. Well, I'll tell you. What, oh, I know I'll where we gotta go. Going. We got Alberto. Go? Albert Alberto is on. He's uh, Alberto, doing a live video right now. He's uh, he's doing he's Ooh. doing some radio show and he's uh, and he, and he's broadcasting live on Instagram right now. Absolutely. So. <laughs> You want to go see that? Go see it. Wait till we're done, though. Um, well, well, we've got some disturbing and offensive tweets about rape involving Cedric Alexander and Ty Dillinger. Oh my God! This, I mean, honestly, when I when I looked at this, um, my my stomach my stomach turned. Oh, um. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, these, uh, you know, these, these tweets were, um, you know, several, you know, from several years back, but still, oh, um, in fact, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, pull, I'm gonna pull up the, uh, article here um so give me Take just, your time, uh, there it is okay i found it, found it. um but uh but these but these were tweets from uh cedric alexander and ty dillinger from around uh 2011 2012 um and the fir- and okay. the first one, 
before, before, that, before uh, you start, before you start, yeah. hold on a second. Let me give you, give them a little more. Now, people, when you hear this, this is how people joke about such a thing. This is how people make it. Oh, try to make it okay. It'll never be okay. Okay. So even hinting, joking, um, innuendo, insinuating, double entendre. Fuck off. I'm not having it. Go ahead. Right. Well, the first one is the one is uh, one from Ty Dillinger, and you're going to be very shocked um, because I'm going to tell you exactly who who these who these are addressed to. Um, this is not. And it says and um, and it's addressed to at Allison K, who most people uh, know as uh, Sienna, and at mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb who everybody nowadays know as Allie. Oh, so Sienna. Okay. As in, all right. I know she is. Yeah. And he put, and he put, it's not rape if they're sleeping. Fucking right it is. And then Cedric posts two. There's two that they've got of Cedric's that uh, um, are posted. Uh, one says it's not rape if you yell surprise no and then, no, 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 no no surprise sex and is then, rape and then the next one he addresses apparently this other this other this female that uh apparently he had done this to um but I will I will not I will not uh mention that person's name on the air but he posts her name and then says, first of all, I yelled surprise, so it wasn't rape. Second, you squealed like a piggy and smiled, so you loved it. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I mean, you know. And and um, you know and and Alexander has uh, since this broke has uh, set his Twitter um, to private. Um, he should he should be he should be overly and extensively disgusted. Well, he. No, I mean, let's put it this way: considering. Uh, Everything, considering everything else, it's um, that's uh, going that's going on, or that has gone on in the past. Um, of course, uh, you know, with uh, <coughs> Eric Arndt, aka Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, by all, by all, all rights, by all rights. Um, both should be gone. Um, I would, I would honestly not be surprised if um, they, if if um, they get, uh, if there's a uh, new uh, cruiserweight champion after SummerSlam. So, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It just, well, it just, it just, it just really. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm completely shocked. I did not get the clip, but uh, I've got this story here. Legendary okay. wrestling manager Jim Cornette never backs down from the heat aimed his way from wrestling fans all over the world, except that that of actual bullets he fears may come Ouch. in his direction. Cornette revealed on his podcast, Jim Cornette's drive through that he wore a bulletproof vest given to him by a police escort during Mid-South events in Little Rock, Arkansas during the 1980s. In Little Rock, Arkansas, and this was an early Mid-South run, so probably springtime, the Little Rock Police Department did security for the matches at the Barton Coliseum. They had apparently just gotten new bulletproof vests in, provided them, provided to them through the department. In classic Cornette fashion, he says the wrestlers he got in the ring with would get confused about mysteriously hardened physique when they hit him with a steel chair. <laughs> oh, oh, my good gosh. Old Yep. Well, I mean, I you know what? I'm I'm not I am not surprised because I mean, yo, hey, at that time and especially down in the south, you know, I mean, wrestling fans, wrestling fans are crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, wrestling fans down in the south at the at that time were the type that would draw guns on wrestlers. Um, they were the type that would, that would, you know, that would, you know, try and stab the, stab the heels and that. Now it's, now it's, it's something. It's something. Um, now, uh, um, we've, of course, everybody's been talking about, uh, evolution, um, but, uh, you know, and of course evolution is, uh, supposed to be an event where, uh, past, present and future of the women's division will be, uh, will be represented. And, um, well, uh, there's somebody that may not be, um, on that uh, on that particular event, and that is Awesome Kong, because um, a lot of you know, a lot of people um, oh, know that uh, she had left when she had announced that she was pregnant. Well, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, well, actually, um, she had already lost the baby oh. when she told when she told management that uh, she was that she was pregnant and was going to have to leave the company. The only the only thing that might um, cause them to go ahead and bring her in is because, of course, she is 
one of the leading cast members of the Netflix Glow series. Yep. Where of course where of course she plays welfare queen. Yep. So and if WWE okay. figures, hey, we can make you know, we can make a couple of bucks off of this. Well, they might let bygones okay. be bygones for one night. Oh. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? So, um, I sent you something, Steve. I want to talk about. This oh was yes, a I, just, I was just looking at that. Yeah. So. Um, go ahead and so break yeah, it go, down go for ahead, us. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, I can't pronounce these names. You know better than that. <laughs> That's well, why I wait, sent it to you. Well, wait a second. I mean, are you? I mean, the only thing I got was that uh, Facebook page. No, there should have oh, been. Oh, okay, on the other one. All right, all right. That's I. Uh, okay, okay. I I see I see where you're going. Yeah. So, uh, um, all Japan, all Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Um. So, okay. So this is from. Uh, um, the 29th, uh, okay, uh, Takao Omore um, Atsushi Mariuma Sochi Uchida, um, who represented Dove and oh. Toru, uh, versus uh, Yoshihatsu Ultimo Dragon, um, Hiroki Moria, and uh, Carbelito. Um, and the winner of that match was... Uh, um Yoshi Yoshitatsu who uh um beat uh, Mariuma. Um then in the uh road to uh junior tag battle tag battle of glory, uh Matushi Aoki, um well um uh, Koji Iwamoto, um Tajiri Yohei Nakajima and uh Black Tiger um We're uh, facing uh, um, Atsui, um, Atsushi Akoi, Hiraku Sato, uh, Masaka, uh, Masaki uh, Mochizuki, and uh, Shun Skywalker. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Iwamoto. Um, oh, he's still going. I, Shit. I, Iw- <laughs> won with a uh, with a uh, katahajime on Ioki. And of course, we all here know the uh, Katahajime as the uh, Taz Mission. Yes. Um, Joe Doring beat it, beat uh, uh, Gianna Valletta um, using the uh, Revolution Bomb um, in a match uh, pitting uh, Suwama, Su- Suwama um, Shuji Ikasawa, and uh, Billy Ken Kidd. Against Jake Lee, Dylan James, and uh, Kichi Sato, um, Ishikawa won um, using a uh, using the uh, Fire Thunder on James, which um, was just an insane move. I'd never seen that before in my life, and I saw that. I, I saw a clip of that, and I was like, "Damn!" So, um, 
So the uh, and then uh, the fifth match was for the Asia Heavyweight Championship, uh, in which um, the uh, challenger, the bodyguard, defeated the uh, champion Ryoji Sai um, using the bounce, and um, Sai loses on his uh, fourth title defense. And Bodyguard becomes the ninth Asia Heavyweight Champion. Um, and then uh, and for the Asian Tag Team Championship match, um, Yunakiyama and Yuji Nagata from uh, New Japan faced uh, Naomi Nomura and Yuma Ayogaji. Um, Ayoaji. And uh, Ayoaji uh, beat... Uh, Akiyama, and so the champions fell on their third title defense. Nomura and uh, Ayoaji became the 105th Asia Tag Team Champions. Wow. Um, and then, um, and then for the Triple Crown Championship, uh. Kento Miyahara, who was the uh, ch- who was the champion, um, loses to Zeus. And no, we're not talking about the bad actor, Tiny Lister. <laughs> this, is, this is this is this is this is a no, Zeus, the wrestler from uh, from that uh, from that uh, region of Japan. Yes. So um, oh, Zeus wow. is the uh, is now the 61st Triple Crown Champion. Yes. And, man, this was an event. Uh, I got to see little bits and pieces of it. But I also got to see this other event. Uh, Steve, are you done with that one now? Okay, yeah. yeah so, uh, okay, so the zero one, all, right. Give it, give it up to Steve Kane for all that pronunciation. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's true that he was yeah, the king of pronunciation. All right. Continue. Then the other event that happened over the weekend was Zero One's Midsummer Fire Festival 2018. Okay. At the Oh, God. Korakuen Hall. Yes. Which is the most famous... Uh, Wrestling Hall in all of uh, Tokyo. All right. Um, so, opening match, uh, um, Tatsuhito Takahawa and uh, Ikuto Hidaka versus Isami Kodaka um, and uh, Yoshi Kazu Yokoyama. And uh, Takiyawa um, wins uh, with a uh, Death Valley Bomb on uh, Yokoyama. Yeah. And then uh, Taru uh, beat uh, Shoki Kitamura using the uh, Fujiwara armbar in uh, Fire Festival uh, special six-man uh, tag team match. Um, uh, Shinjiro Otani, Shogun Okamoto, and uh, Sugata Takasato defeated Takuya Shugarara, Super Tiger, and uh, Hiroshi Yamato with Otani um, doing the spiral bomb on Yamato. 
And then yeah. at that point, um, Yamato uh, called out for an alliance with Atani, and Atani accepted. Um, and then uh, Jiro Ikemen Kushiro and uh, Sugi fought to a uh, 20-minute time limit draw. Um, and then uh, Masa- uh, Masato Tanaka and Chris Vice defeated Yuji Hino and uh, Hartley Jackson with uh, Vice uh, pinning Hartley with the uh, package pile driver. And then uh, the last match, a uh, uh, Fire Festival final, um, Yuko Miyamoto against Kohi Sato. Uh, Miyamoto wins with a moonsault press. Yes. Now this now there now um there was unfortunately one thing that uh happened uh during during this um uh back on and, and they brought cuz they brought back on uh um Yusaka Obata um and uh for those who aren't aware um Obata suffered a uh, fractured neck um, after uh, passing out and taking a drop from uh, top rope to the outside of the ring uh, back on June 3rd. Holy moly. Whoa. So, That's not good. So he's, so he's definitely, you know, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to see that uh, he was able to uh, be present for the event. All right. Uh, was that all of that one? So. Uh, then we've got some MWA Lucha Libre news that I found. Babe Fox uh, defeated Commander. Karateka Jr. beat Nina Jr. Demas beat Principal Legendario. Daga draw and El Devo went to a draw. Hijo de la Park and the Tiger beat Emperado Azteca and Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. Ejo. Ejo. You, you need to send me this stuff too. Ejo del uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. <laughs> I'm sending it to you now, Steve. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah, I'll 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 take yeah, I'll take I'll take this. <laughs> the King beat Laredo Kid. Ah our friend. Ray Wagner defeated Penta. Penta El Cero M A. Yes. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, there. Okay, all right. Let's let's start off. Okay, so Babe Fox beat Commander. Um, uh, Karateka Junior beat uh, Ninja Junior. Okay. Um, beat uh, Principe Legendario. Um, Daga and El Divo went to a draw. Hijo de L.A. Park and the Tiger beat uh, Emperador Azteca. 
and E. Hello Dell Dr. Wagner Jr. The King beat Lareda Kid. Um Ray Ray Wagner um DQ'd uh, Penta L Zero MA. Now listen to this though. Wagner unmasked Penta. Penta fouled Wagner and the referee DQ'd Wagner. Yes. And then uh Blue Demon Jr. beat LA Park. Um and it uh turned into a brawl. Penta ran in, fouled by Wagner and Ijo de LA Park. Park went for a foul, which uh in Lucha Libre terms, is a uh, hit below the belt, but uh, Demon grabbed his arm and turned it into a casita for the win. And CMLL had an event yesterday. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, so uh, on that one, the opening match, uh, Black Tiger, Lestat, and Rey Samurai beat uh, Ares, Cuerza Chicana, and Guerrero Especial. Um, the uh, Tacticos only took one fall out of the three. Um, Joker, Mercurio, and Saron beat Astro, um, Astru- Asturiano, and uh, Shakercito. Um, the Rudos uh, took two falls out of three. Uh, Mercurio beat Shakercito, so that could mean a title match coming up. Um, and then uh, Esfinge, Guerrero Maya Jr., and uh, Triton beat Olimpico, Templario, and uh, Universo Dos Mil Jr., um, the Technicos taking two out of the three falls. Um, Echerio, Mr. Niebla, and Shocker um, did a uh, won, uh, won the uh, um, match against... Uh, Niebla Roja, Soberano Jr., and Stuka Jr., um, with uh, with them taking the last fall by countout. And then um, Flyer Mistico, Volador, and Volador Jr. beat Caristico, Gran Guerrero, and Ultimo Guerrero. And what happened on this one was uh, Volador unmasked Caristico and cradled him to uh, take to take uh, one fall out of the three, and so now Caristico wants a uh, singles match against Volador. Yes. So it, it, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the wrestling world, not only over in Japan, the United Kingdom. I mean, <clears throat> my God. If we could sit here all night and cover it all, we would. But uh, well, we're going to cover. Is, progress, of course, is uh, is coming uh, to a to the uh, U.S. for a tour, and uh, I know I know primarily they're uh, going to be around the Florida area. Although I think they do have a date scheduled uh, up here in Chicago. Um, so I mean, if you're if you're any place where uh, progress is going to be. Definitely go because uh, um, you'll get to you'll get to see uh, Mustache Mountain, um, uh, Pete Dunne. You know a lot of, a lot of the guys that you're seeing on the on uh, the WWE UK shows and that um, are 
in are are involved in progress. They still they have WWE contracts, but the way their contracts are structured is such that they can still do these other dates, but you know, with the with the uh, um, contract saying that if WWE needs them, then boom, that's their first priority. But um, but these progress shows are going to be absolutely loaded. Yes. So. Now we're going to go into a little bit of impact. Okay, folks. Oh, my you do, gosh. It's, it's, it's rape o'clock in the evening. I'm going to get going. Okie dokie. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh. All righty. All right. Good night, Tomorrow night. All right. Uh, We're going to continue talking about Impact Wrestling. Steve Kane, take it away. You watched it. I watched bits and pieces. Oh, Oh my gosh. I mean, um, the way, the way they came, the way they came off of, um, off of the, uh, off the, um, Impact uh, off of the uh, Slammiversary was like a major, major boom. Um, uh, let's see here. So, um, well, let's let's kind of let's kind of pull let's kind of pull into the uh, into the Slammiversary results. Um, uh, so. Um, Johnny Impact uh, wins uh, in a uh, four-way against um, Petey Williams, uh, Taji Ishimori, and uh, Phoenix. Um, Impact uh, beating Phoenix with uh, Starship Pain. Um, Tessa Blanchard uh, beating Allie um, with the... uh, uh, Hammerlock DDT after she escaped the Alley Death Driver. Um, the House of Hardcore match that was the only one that I was that I was actually really kind of disappointed in. Um, the finish looked they looked like they were going to use the use the table, and um, they didn't. It wound it wound up where uh, um, Eddie Edwards beat. Um, Tommy Dreamer and uh, Tommy Dreamer hands over his um, kendo stick to Eddie Edwards so he was passing passing the torch yes um then uh then the X then the X Division uh X Division championship um Brian the Cage monster cannot be stopped defeats Matt Seidel The um, machine cannot be stopped Yep yep um Seidel misses the shooting star press uh Cage hits the uh hits the drill call and um that and so so cage has his first has his first title 
in impact in impact wrestling um then came oh my god i mean this was an absolute Yeah. Uh-oh, we lost Steve Kane. Steve Kane going once, going twice. Uh-oh. All right, well, that was uh, that. Um, wow. Uh, Bobby Fulton has got some heat with Cody Hawk and Shauna Reed. Um, I don't know what that's all concerning, but uh, you can go find that on his Facebook page. Um, Give me one second, folks. We're going to take a song break and we'll be right back. What am I going to play?
professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not betting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling. All right, I'd like to welcome you live back inside the ER. Steve, are you with me? Oh, no, I cannot hear Steve Kane. All right. Well, Raw last night was a bunch of crap. Um, can say that again. Raw last night was a bunch of crap. SmackDown tonight wasn't much better. It was, you know, crap, 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 crap. And I now have an echo, 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 echo. That's weird. I I don't know where that's coming from. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get rid of it. Echo. Nope, it's still there. How in the world? I have, I have no idea. Somebody's got their settings all weird um but uh raw and smackdown were both good we're getting ready for um SummerSlam, which is going to be right around the corner we're getting ready for another nxt takeover which is right around the corner and we are getting ready for all in which is right around the corner folks uh it is the 31st of july the First or second of September will be here before you know it, uh, as will all in. So make sure you're making your plans. You're putting some money aside to be able to order that on pay-per-view. However, it may be available to you in your home um, because it is a sold-out event. So um, Cody Rhodes did help a fan uh, who tweeted to him by giving him a uh, go. Uh, not GoFundMe, but PayPaling him some um, money to be able to cover travel and uh, his ticket for the show and hotel and all of that. So I thought that was the class act on Cody Rhodes' part. Um, WWE is interested in signing a former Lucha Underground star, Angelico. Or Angelico. Uh, they want to sign him. So that'll be interesting to see. And Lord, oh Lord, how I wish Steve... Oh, there. Okay. Let's see. Uh, All right, there we go. That was That's weird. I had to I had to call back. Literally, I had to call back in because it, won't, it wouldn't let me uh, rerun uh, from... 
from the host number. Okay, well, I'm going to let you uh, go back into Impact in a minute. WWE is interested in signing former Lucha Underground star and Helico. Yipes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a good talent. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't. I actually, I don't know where he would fit in with them, though. That's that's my that's my only thing. Is you know, right? You know where? You know where would he? You know, where would he? Where would he fit? Where would he fit in that? You know. In that in that whole oh scene because I mean he's a smaller guy oh and as for well I mean you know it's like he's not the you know, big muscle guy right and that um, well and so. that's just it that's just it I mean he's He's a smaller guy. What are they going to do with him? But uh, go ahead and get back on track with Impact. All right. All right. Let's see here. Okay. So. Um, all right. Well, the well, um, well, the first thing we have to talk about. Um, Moose got uh, severely injured. Clearly, uh, some uh, possibly some broken ribs, a concussion. He is seriously considering whether or not he's going to um, be able to continue with the Yikes. with the business. Yikes! And that. So. All right. So what? Um, so what? So what happened? Um, is they they open they open the show with uh, Austin Aries um, uh, with the with the Impact title he was um, oh saying that he you know means he's the best in the world um, and then kind of then kind of took a shot at his former employers um, by talking about how. Uh, other about guys being in a bubble and reciting lines that were given to them. And he says, if you're outside the bubble, then you can make a difference. Um, and he didn't care where people were for. He invited all comers. And then all of a sudden, Eddie Edwards um, sneaks in with that uh, kendo stick that uh, Tommy Dreamer gave him at Slammiversary. And um, Hit him! Hit him in the gut. Uh, double uh, underhook DDT. Then uh, puts the candlestick in his mouth. Grabs the uh, um, belt. Holds it up, and then leaves. Um, then, uh, then the first actual match was uh, Petey Williams against uh, Taji Ishimori. Oh my gosh, that thing was awesome. Quick back and forth. Um, oh, a lot of a lot of uh, you know um, false finishes and uh, 
and kickouts. Um, then uh, Ishimori uh, wins with the modified DDT, and then as uh, as they're being all sportsmanship like, um, the Desi Hit Squad comes to the ring and beats the crap out of both of them. And while Canadian legend uh, Gama Singh, who um, signed um, at the beginning of the year, uh, was uh, yelling orders to them. Um, then uh, then there's a the backstage segment with uh, Anthony Corelli, who, of course, uh, most people recognize as uh, Santino Morella. Um and then Aries yeah. comes up, gives him some attitude, tells him he should get out of here. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then, then uh, a double gets into gets into his face. Um, then, um, so then one of Corelli's students who happens to be with him says, "Hey, I'll take I'll take you on." And so which Corelli wasn't happy about and that. Um, then uh, real nice uh, women's match, uh, Rebel coming back um, and uh, going up against uh, Tessa Blanchard. And I'm hearing yep. an echo. I hear it too. We're going to mute everybody else uh, for right now. Okay. There we go. Yep. Okay. That was it. And then, uh, of course, uh, Tessa wins. Um, and then somebody that uh, Chicago fans definitely know quite well, um, somebody that I worked with uh, back at uh, Chicago-style wrestling back in the day, Scarlett Bordeaux. Yeah. Made her debut. Um it was a uh it was just a uh oh it was a um whole I mean it was it was a it was a big solid heel thing. She she is calling herself the smoke show and says we're in the middle of a revolution, she wants to be an inspiration for women. And she's doing all this, you know, sexy hip thing and bending down in this dress that looks like it was painted on, <laughs> except, for the, except for the cutouts at the bottom and that um, she wanted to be like Marilyn Monroe or Cardi B. And then she struck the line of the of the night. And I love this line. I don't know whether she came up with it or if it's something that uh, Jimmy told her to say. But either way, it was perfect. She says, I will not be hot shamed. And called the interviewer a five, told her to sit down because a 10 was talking. Um, (laughs) Said she was here to make wrestling sexy again seductively licked the microphone and told him to hit her music and boom. Then she, then she uh, walked off. 
Yep, it was uh, pretty crazy. Yep, yep. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Trevor Lee and uh, and Johnny Impact um, with uh, Caleb Connolly. It was a you know, real, I mean, definitely real nice, real nice match. Um, of course, uh, Impact wins with uh, with Starship Pain. And um, <clears throat> so then after so then after that uh, he challenges out to uh, Kong and then um, and then they have a alley interview um, where they talk about uh, the finish of the uh, Sue Young Madison Rain match um, they. Wrote Rain off, who was of course uh, heading to uh, the Young Classic. So they finished her. So they finished her off by uh, stuffing her in the coffin. And so you know, Allie, bl- Allie blames herself, um, and says she's going to stop, stop Sue Young, and then. Uh, Kira Hogan comes up and says, "You got yourself a, you got yourself an ally." Um. Then after they uh, aired a throwback match, um, they had uh, uh, Grado, Katarina, and uh, Joe Hendry. Um, and then Eli Drake came up. Um. And uh, then, and then they, and then uh, Eli gave uh, gave him a gift. It was a picture of Drake and Katrina. It said "love" on it. Uh, Henry said it was a joke, and they were gonna put it in the trash bin. Then, uh, and then follow, and then they did a quick uh, follow by um, Kevin Matthews uh, promo. Um, then they get uh, an OG's uh, promo, and then you have a uh, Sammy Callahan promo where they, um, where they where they beat where they beat up a guy in a bathroom and uh, and they shave his head, much like. Uh, Sammy got his head shaved from uh, Pentagon Jr. Um, then you get uh, your get your rematch. Uh, um, Cage against uh, against Sidell and uh, Cage and Cage retains retains the title uh, once again uh, doing with the uh, drill call. So. Right. Then we get on to Raw and SmackDown. All right. Let's see here. What time is it? Uh, ooh, it's ten fifty-eight. Wow. We have to really, we have to really slam slam into this. So, um, let's so let's hit let's hit uh, real quick. Um. You know, I I was I I was not I was not that impressed with uh, 
with Raw overall last night, and especially with the uh, um, whole uh, Paul Heyman um, with the whole Paul Heyman uh, Brock Lesnar thing. Um, you know, uh, just kind of a, you know, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know. To me, Sean, it just, it just did, it just didn't, uh, you know. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.